This is the George and Charlie Off The Bridle podcast in partnership with Fitstairs. No guest for episode 12, uh, so more time for wit and wisdom from our resident trainers, George Scott and Charlie Fellows. Thanks for listening, everyone. We're back in the King's Head, Dullingham. Drinks on the table and much to discuss and digest from the world of horse racing. I'm Tony Rushmere, and with me, as always, are George and Charlie. You've been on tour a bit recently, haven't you guys? Off to Deauville? Yeah, I had a lovely time in Deauville, as always, looking at horses that I can't afford. But um, You bought one? Oh, I did. What are you talking one? about? You struck. bought one. Look at that. Struck. The violin came out straight away. <laughs> you bought one. Did buy one. Lovely one, as well. Bought a lovely load to Vega Philly. Um... Which was good, yeah. No, had a, it's, it is fun though. It, it, fellows, fellows got in a bit later than me, and he rang me and said, "You'll never guess what." I said, "Well, he said my secretary's put me. What she like put you like three, oh. miles, three miles outside of Dayfield, so you had to walk in." Oh, I got but yeah, she managed to put me in a hotel that was not in Deauville, in Treeville or something. Yeah, which is, it was a perfectly <laughs> nice hotel, but. When you're at, when you're out at the sales, you inevitably go out for dinner, and then you end up having a drink in the drakkar because you just simply that, that place is remarkable. <laughs> I have never ever ever experienced a restaurant slash bar that you literally cannot walk past without walking in. It's it is impossible. I've tried on numerous occasions, and every <laughs> single time. I get dragged in. I don't. I actually didn't have one drink in the track either. I was going to say, I didn't see. So I, I woke up to a message from a fellow saying, "Where are you, you pussy?" <laughs> <laughs> At eleven thirty, but I had Polly was out there and she's very pregnant, and I just thought it was your birthday as well. I, I know, I know, I know, I know. But... Anyway, I rang the next day, and. Um, Needless to say, they'd had a fun evening. But I actually I, that, that evening, the reason I, I'd messaged you is because in the Drakkar, I bumped into some fans. Now I don't. I think Lucky our fans are. are few and far between. So the fact that, uh, that, that there was there is one. Uh, and actually, it was a group of three blokes. Well, we can, we can write them as Joseph's mates. Joseph O'Brien's mates. Because yeah, I think they went to school with Joseph. And also, I know that one of them was Trevor Stewart's son, who I trained a, uh, well, I trained a racehorse he bred called Snazzy, actually, last yes, year. Yes, the uh, famous he, Snazzy. He bred her. Uh, anyway, one of them was his son. And they were all going on. They loved it. And they wanted to come on. And I think they'd cause havoc if they came on. So they're not <laughs> But I did say that I would um, give them a shout out. Well, I, I walked into the sales area by one of the barns. And I saw Joseph is always pouring over his iPad. <laughs> and anyway, I always have a go and have a catch up with him. And he said, what? what? I'm not going to do the accent because I can't. What's your mate up to? He said, I've never seen a guy that wants to give his Royal Ascot winner back. And I said, I said uh, Joseph, he's absolutely lost his head. He's lost his head. <laughs> anyway, so uh, he said, I'm going to tell him. Anyway, so he saw flipping fellows the next in that evening. And I said, what did you tell him? He said, no, I couldn't tell him because I was with three mates. We wouldn't stop praising him. <laughs> Typical. The Drakkar, for <clears throat> those that don't know and are listening in, um, is that sort of like racing racing bar, wine bar, cocktail, restaurant type, gathering spot? Deauville if, uh, is even... A really, really, really beautiful town without the sails. Um, it, is, it is a lovely, lovely town, proper French town on the coast, right on the sea, and loads of nice places to eat. It would actually be a very nice place to go for a holiday. Although it's haunting now because it just reminds me of like desperately bad hangovers. And yeah. Expensive <laughs> <horses>. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but 
Um, the Drakkar is basically the place where most people end up after 11 o'clock. And you go in there and you have a drink and sometimes you can be dragged in and you leave out a very late I actually managed to sidestep the, both banana skins on both nights and um, went home relatively good time and relatively sober, which was... Yeah, I don't know why it's become the sort of hub that I think, I think like the Cornwall boys always have dinner in there and sort of normally it sort of, it sort of builds around their table. But um, there's a great, great pizza place called Santa Lucia as well, which we, I always book every night, basically. And we had, did we have dinner yeah. there? No. no, you had lunch there. NFI. Fantastic. No, you weren't. You were with, with owners. Um, I was with Mr. Oppenheimer. We had a lovely dinner, yeah. What was I saying? Uh, Santa Lucia is a cracking spot for a pizza and it actually normally ends up with Ed Sackville who's telling some absolutely ghastly story about some... We always get him to come down and tell stories. He's a, he's a bloodstock agent, always good fun. But uh, it was good fun. We're glad to be out there now. We move on to Doncaster, um, the, which will be boiling hot. Yeah, it's going to be, be lovely. Boiling hot and that blooming gravel will be glaring up in your eyes won't it you'll be seeing dusty 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 and horrible but so be some buy some nice horses fantastic horses keep coming out of there yeah i was going to say what saw yesterday how how indeed i mean goodness me before we get on to that race um but doncaster as a whole guys good place to pick up some you know value yeah we get up there for, for, i think charlie and i are basically at the same stage buying yearlings from there in the sense that you get up there look at as many horses as you can with the help of our bloodstock agents who will get up there hopefully a day or two earlier knock off a few and then yeah i always find the horse first I'll find the horse and then try and find a punter for him after that. You know, I don't think... I was actually speaking to Richard Hannon yesterday, congratulating him. He's in good form as always. And he said, any orders, Scotty? And I said, oh, God, not that many, Rich. Maybe the odd one. He said, just get in and buy a few horses and get them sold. He said, that's what we do. We don't have orders. And, you know, we'll both be up there and we both rushed back to our notes on that horse yesterday, that mum's tip on keep our catalogues. And, yeah, and we'll, I'll, I'll buy two or three and Charlie... You said you're going to buy a couple. Not really my sale. Very no, but you 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 need to you need to try and find find a two year old Charlie. No, I'm quite happy with my older horses. Um, <laughs> they're quite they tend to be sharper, sort of earlier types. I bought a couple last year. Well, but I buy a couple this year. But like both of us will be up there. And we'll both be looking at horses, and we'll and, and we'll both be driving out of there with horses on spec. So mm. if you are, if anyone is out there and thinking about it. In four days' time, I'll be a lot. Le- I'll be lot. I'll be terrified. Hold on a second. Fellas is holding his arms out aloft, like holding my arms out. Like is eagle. this a good time to announce our idea? I think it's a great idea. Oh, God, I think I'm going to buy a great idea. What, the one where I buy your horse and you buy me a horse. Yeah, ten, <laughs> less than ten grand. We put a syndicate together. I mean, I'll end up owning the one I train it. has to be called George Scott. The one you train is called <laughs> Charlie Fellows. And it'll be the podcast syndicate. I think that is we a fantastic idea. We weren't even drunk idea. when we came up with that. No. No, no, we should. <laughs> so, That's a fantastic idea. Yeah, no, so I've I've got what a but lot no, of but fun. I don't want you buying me a dud. I want you to try and buy me a good horse. You're going to call it Charlie Fellows. I'm not going to buy you a dud, <laughs> obviously. <laughs> Fine, so what's the budget? 10 grand? I think 10 grand yeah. per horse. Yeah. And we'll put a syndicate together. Called Off the Bridal. Called Off the Bridal. Yeah, Off the Bridal Syndicate. And you buy me a horse, I buy you a horse, 10 grand maximum, and but it has to be called, yours has got to be called Charlie Fellows. Mine no, mine's going to be called, called the Honourable Charlie Fellows. No. <laughs> the Honourable Too many. Too what many a letters. great idea, chaps. Yeah, yeah I wasn't, this, I this wasn't, tr- sorry, beg your pardon, this wasn't, uh, you know, a plan calculated after a couple of drinks. No, no, no. One just while you're on the hill I or some such. I came up with that idea, yeah. you. you did. 
What a plan. Um, yeah, so we're going to do that. And do, do, we'll buy him over the next George's, season. Only problem is George's training fees are considerably higher than mine. So we just need to work out how that's going to work. But <laughs> <laughs> they're not. <laughs> but... Um, no, let's do yeah. that. But we'll, we won't necessarily buy it at Doncaster, but we'll keep everyone posted. And yeah, there'll be a, what we'll do is there'll be a syndicate, there'll be a fixed um, buy-in share price, yeah. which will give you a percentage of each horse. So yeah. you'll be in the syndicate. You'll be in both horses. Both. It won't be in one horse. Yeah. And, Good plan. Um, no, we've got to go. It should be a lot of fun. I better reserve the name Charlie Fellows in case someone beats me to it. Not, not. <laughs> <laughs> on the subject of Doncaster we did see a great advert for that sale in the shape of Mum's Tipple who I don't know how much he cost um, 55 or 45 45 but he's won 147 grand yesterday yeah. in that, slash in that put a price tag around his neck around from about 1.75 to probably just over 2 I would think. Do you think he's worth he, that much? He ran that? the se- he ran the second he ran like the second fastest he ran the racing post rating the second highest racing post rating behind Pinatubo, like his the clock backed up his performance. Yeah, well, it was, what is one point seven quicker than the Lauda, which is extraordinary. And he did it on his own. And how far is that? I mean, it's wise. about it's about eight lengths. Eight lengths. So that that horse, um, arguably, I know it was a sales race and it was his second start, but arguably one of the best two-year-old performances we've seen this season. The horse in the Mill Reef, in the middle part, maybe in the Champagne at Doncaster as well, I think. <sighs> Could be one of the best two-year-olds we've seen this year. Yeah, it? without question. I mean, it's certainly, as I say, like the Racing Post racing's backed it up. The handicap, the official handicapper will give him a mark on uh, Tuesday morning. And, you know, I wouldn't be surprised to see him in the middle park. But Well, his performance horse. brings us neatly to your two horses that have run up there with great credit on the opening couple of days. Come Wenon. Pleased enough with that effort, fifth of 17, something like that. Very funny race. It was a really weird race. They they went very steady through the middle. Frankie made his move down the back straight. I was a bit disappointed. Uh, he finished fifth overall. He yeah, finished fifth overall. Favourite or nearly favourite. Yeah. And he, and he looked a furlong off and a half out like he was going to go and win it. And he just didn't hit the line hard whether that was because they turned it into a sprint and that wouldn't suit him he wants a yeah he wants a nice end-to-end gallop I don't know but yeah I don't know it was a strange one I just thought I was a I came away a little bit disappointed with that performance and it was your, a long drive back for you Chaz your horse ran very well as well obviously Mum's Tipple had that race in a different well won it in a different county to the rest of the field but your horse finished what 6 of 21 6 yeah of Ra- Rahi ever. ran well he's a fight at the moment he's a five furlong horse out and out and he a furlong out he, well, a fellow and a half out. He was in front of the pack, so he'd be okay. He ran a nice race, you know. He's a nice horse to have. I can go back to list, listed race or a top up, top weight in a nursery or to yeah. France or so. Yeah, lots of options. So it's good. And strings in general. How how of the you know Mole Davis? Uh, we'll, we we ought to talk about Mole, haven't we? She was the uh, our bet, our charity bet, and she duly obliged thanks to. Those kind people at Fitstairs who doubled our stake as well. Yeah, Fitstairs very kindly gave us a couple hundred quid and I cheekily, I cheekily doubled the stake. Yeah, and she she won so impressively. I mean, you hate to say it, but she, you hate to say it afterwards, but now it's slightly been vindicated. She would have won at Glorious Goodwood, which was a con- considerably hotter race than yeah. that. And, you know, she went up £13, which I don't remember having a horse got up £13. So, firstly, she won the bet for the Ebony Horse Club, riding club, so that's fantastic. So I need to send them a cheque. Yeah. 
And um, secondly, yeah, she, she'll step into listed class where she'll take on maybe one of Fellas' fillies. Yeah, I hear Musker. she's going for John the John Musker. Musker, yeah. She was the subject of train discussion, that filly, yesterday on the way back home, actually. One of my train companions was saying that you were heading to the John Musker with her. Who is that, Arthur? Yeah, taking on one Arthur of his, Boyd potentially. Rockford. Yeah, yeah. yeah that would be funny. Yeah, so be that would be fun. And you're going to have one in the race as well. Possibly, possibly. She might head to Chelmsford next week and then maybe go to Yarmouth, middle of September. Yeah. But... It'll just be a question mark over the, the over the ten furlongs. She just that's why we're going to run at Chelmsford just to make sure she settles over the longer trip. She's always been quite keen. How the Bedford House string? Seemed fine. I thought I had three really good chances the other day, and Carm went and ran well. Free rolling ran well, but wants to be ridden closer to the pace over a mile. And Lady of Aaron got done on the line, which is very annoying because she's hit the post numerous times this year. So they're good. They look well. They're in good form. And obviously, big, 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 big day tomorrow. So we'll see how that goes. And yeah, I've got um, some, some nice chances at the beginning of next week. They'll be quite short price, but strong, strong powers I also really like. And he's been working as well as Rahi and having been off a break. So he's going to go to Southall as a, as, a, as a prep run for either the listed race at Doncaster or the sales race. And then I've got a lovely Dabawi filly who's just improving like Mole Davis is in front of my eyes, which those well-bred fillies can do. She, she was harrowingly poor first time out, but I think it was completely my fault. And uh, she ran well the second time at Redcon and she's ready to win. Mm. And she, she's going to go to Catterick because I want to just get ahead in front, the owner breeders, let's get a win under the belt. And then her, her full brother, who she, uh, obviously he's by Dubai as well, will be offered at Tattersall's in the book one. So um, we'll have some happy owner breeders if we can make, get put a win next to her name before that. What's the name of that filly, sorry? It's called Narak. Right. So, well, we'll let you work out which one of those is your charity bet um, and we'll have a pause and we'll come back and talk about York. I think we must mention Enable, Crystal Ocean, Japan. We'll have some general reflections. Is York the best meeting aside from Royal Ascot? Is it the one that attracts the best horses? Do you, is it the one that we think really, aside from the Royal meeting, is bang there? I definitely think York have, have got a huge amount going for them. They're run by um, some fantastic people and they seem to really understand what we're trying to do as an industry. Fantastic prize money, great communication, great facilities. And as a result, they're getting, they definitely, they, they arguably get the best lineup before Royal, um, after Royal Ascot, don't they? You know, Goodwood, Goodwood obviously produced fantastic, a, a fantastic festival as well, but York, Maybe more just to, to strip it right back. Just the contours of the track suit, you know, suit those horses. Lovely know. long straight as well. Yeah, I mean, very fair. So yeah, I would. It certainly wouldn't be far wrong saying that they're, they're the second leading festival. I think the best racing in the world, as in just all round brilliant, is Australia. I think mm. you know the Sydney and the um, Spring Carnivals in Melbourne are just really what racing should be like. Great prize money, huge crowds, fantastic tracks in the city, great atmosphere. And I think York is the closest we have to that, Royal Ascot aside. You've got an amazing track. The atmosphere is always great because the northern lot, they love it. Yeah, it's a good day out. Yeah, it's, it's always great. rammed. The prize money, well, I mean, 70 amazing. grand is the 70 minimum. 70 grand minimum. Every like, race. Like, that is phenomenal. 46. Hats off to York. Like, they need a huge... And, and as a result... Look at the horses that turned out this week. Mm. Look at like, it, every single decent horse in the country, pretty much, has turned up this week. Yeah. Um, and they deserve that. And, and, and as trainers, it is our responsibility 
to support those places and those tracks that put up prize money like that because otherwise we're shooting ourselves in the foot big time and um, le leading on from both your Australia comments and that you have a runner in the one million pound ebor on, mm. on, uh, on Saturday yeah. which, is, which is really exciting and I haven't seen where are you drawn it's a, it's a hell of a race where are you drawn I mean you're the rag we're, we're, we are the rag and crazy. Like, that's ludicrous when you look at his big race record his big field record uh, we are drawn 16 of which, how many 22 which is fine last year the winner came from 21 and the second was from 15 he's very straightforward when he was third in the Melbourne Cup he was drawn 20 when he was second in the Northumberland Plate he was drawn 21 so he and he's straightforward like he can ride whatever you like look you have to take his form a little bit on trust because he's got two disappointing runs last two starts but we know Goodwood was a pipe opener and was not yeah, he hates that track. He hates those undulations. He likes those flat galloping tracks. And, you know, Goodwood was very much a stepping stone. It was it was not, we were not going there to give him a hard race. We wanted to go there to have a nice, you know, a day out and have a proper blow into him. And at Dubai, the time before that, he was really sick after the race. So, you know, he obviously is a, a question mark. But the one thing you do, I know is that if I could tailor a race for this horse, it would be that race tomorrow. Yeah. A mile six, quick ground, big field where they're going to go a proper pace. Who's riding him? Stevie is. Yeah. He just loves that. He absolutely loves that and we'll get him right in amongst them and it just, it, he tran he changes when those big those big days come along. So we'll see. I'm, it's a proper, 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 proper race. Like it is, well, it is the a million, bottom rating million is pound. 105. Yeah. The 105 so, lowest rating wow. to get in. You just be, you really now, like regardless, I mean, you, you just want to see him run well before you put him back on that plane. Exactly. That's all you, like if he runs exactly. in the first eight, you'd be delighted. I'd be delighted. Then you can yeah. go, right, off you go, son. Yeah, exactly. And if he doesn't, then we've got a few, you've got to think few, about it. Yeah, a little question mark. The thing is that, the prize money, as I've said, bored on about it. the prize money down in Australia is so good. We're probably going to go down there, whatever, and we'll just run in a couple of other um, carnival races. And if we get into the Melbourne Cup, we get into the Melbourne Cup. But he can run for three hundred grand for each race when he goes down there in horses in races that are nowhere near as competitive as the same race down there, and in conditions that he absolutely loves. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So he will probably go down, whatever. But yes, I agree. I would love to see him run a good race. And any he, he has got no excuse tomorrow. Like it, Everything is right. He has had the perfect preparation through. He looks a picture. Horses seem in good form. So, yeah. We're recording this after the first two days of the Ebor meeting. We're talking about the Ebor tomorrow. What have been the performances of the week so far from you? What, what, what has caught your eye on those opening two days? We've obviously talked about the two-year-old mum's tipple. What about those more championship-based races? Well, I mean, it's just, it's just such a, a treat to see a, a filly of Enable's quality. You know, I know we've talked about it many times and on the podcast, because, but it's a spe she's a special filly and I don't, I don't think she needed to be anywhere near her best yesterday, but uh, she had a nice pipe opener before the arc and, and you know, if she wins the, the next arc, I mean, even, arguably now she's the greatest racehorse ever. If she wins the third arc, she, for me, she goes above Frankel. I mean, above Frankel. Certainly goes above him for achievement, certainly. Um, but she's already well ahead of where of what, she's already done what, much more than he did. Or, but well, she she's, equaled, to... she's equaled his tally of Group One victories, and well, yes, there you go. she's so raced she in France and America and won. Um, 
You have to look at her rating, though, don't you? She's still a long way off Frankel's official figure. No, no, um, I do. I hear you. So, but. you know, and, and, and just, just gauging with the mood yesterday on the track, there are one or two quite good judges, and we were having a long discussion afterwards at the track and on the train, who said John Goldston has done an incredible job, and thank goodness that filly is with him, because, you know, he's got his work out, keeping everything together over these next six weeks to take her in prime mind and body to Paris Longchamp to take on, let's say, Japan, um, whichever the French contenders. I think it's quite hard, you know, he's got, it's, it's a tough ask of her. And she didn't look quite, quite as amazing in her coat and skin in some judges' eyes yesterday. What, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I, the, 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 firstly, just quickly going back to what we're talking about, the ratings, I appreciate that Frankel is, is always going to be considerably rated, considerably higher, but greatness can sort of be looked at in different ways, can't it? And whether you talk about what a horse has achieved or how good a particular horse was. Um, I, I, it was a gloomy day yesterday. It was a yeah. gloomy old day. It was a day when the, the skins just slightly look a little bit dull and the hair slightly stood up, so I wouldn't look too much into it. I think she, I think she did everything right. I think mentally she looks fantastic. She doesn't seem to be worrying. And um, I wouldn't worry at all. I think she goes to the Ark. She's got six weeks, plenty of time. She goes there and... She's a brilliant. She just destroys. She's it. a real. It, we're she. You know, stars like her. We are so lucky to have. And have you ever seen Frankie cry? No, I've never seen no, Frankie cry. No. I don't think anyone has. Incredible. I mean, that shows you quite how. Uh, even my my father-in-law messaged me yesterday. Said I've n I've never seen Frankie so emotional. I, and I'd actually I'd watch the race and then I'd zip back to work. Um, and uh, did you go back and watch it back? Sorry, no, 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 because I, I didn't oh, yeah. have a chance I to. Did. But I, I went and watched it all back. Yeah. Sad how I am. And actually, Polly did, my wife, and she actually was great friends of Frankie, grown up with him. Um, said, I've never seen him like that ever. No. And like, mm. you know, she, it's, it was, he was special, wasn't it? Yeah. We all hope she wins in Paris, don't we? I mean, oh, yeah. It's such a fantastic result. Got to get there. We've got to get there. Yeah. I need to find a horse. Anyone, you got a horse good enough to go that day? No, no come with absolutely you. Absolutely not. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, she was incredible. And and um, talking about races of the season, obviously, Enable versus Crystal Ocean. What a race that was! Poor old Crystal Ocean. <laughs> yeah. You have to feel for him. I mean, what does that horse have to do? And I just, I still feel like he doesn't get the recognition he deserves. That horse, and he got. Uh, conditions probably far from ideal. Quick ground, ten furlongs, and old oh, Japan goes and collars collar him. I, I just, I just, I, I actually just think, sadly, that he had to do too much of the hard work himself. You know, I, I, I wouldn't. You know, Japan. God, I've not seen the Cornwall boys quite as animated for a while as Japan. I mean, Jesus, he's a proper prospect for them. Went into the day ledger favourite. And he goes and wins the Jubmont, you know, the Jubmont and probably go and win the cha Irish champion. And he's... Tony said something very interesting that caught my eye just before we went on. Did you say you thought he was going to win the Arc? Well, I thought that they may have gone there for Jubmont International, get some speed into him because he's been running over a mile and a half, hasn't he? Won Grand Prix de Paris over a mile and a half. And I think they will have just gone there, got some speed into him. And I genuinely think... He could take. I, I think he could. He could give Enable a real run for that. Three-year-old weight allowance. Three-year-old weight allowance. Improving. Improving three-year-old Colt. He's progressing. No, he's definitely you can discount him still. At all. Uh, to, to to run a massive race. It'd be interesting to see where they go. But uh, it, you know, if Aiden's got, it, I suppose he probably will run, end up in the arc. I haven't seen the betting for it. Well, Aiden, I have twenty in the arc. Yeah. 
No, it's he, good. He'll run in the Champions League. He'll go Irish champion, and yeah. then yeah, absolutely. that's the plan. Irish champion. Then they are. I would think so. Um, did we see the ledger winner, guys? And you know, in the shape of the Frankel Grey logician, looked quite impressive, didn't he? It was quite a, quite an eye eye catching performance. Yeah, well, there was two things. Firstly, he was eye catching, and secondly, Japan's now out of the ledger, so it was a double whack, double tip yeah. for him. So yeah, he was he was awesome. He is a monster. I can't think of anything else that can beat him. Did we like? I quite liked Cocky's winner down here. In Noble Mission group, Horse. Yeah, the Spanish Mission yeah. won very nicely. The Bahrain Trophy. Yeah, um, would be worth that, tilting. He, that could be going to America as well. Cocky mentioned after the race that there was a, a race the in early there. September Derby, in yeah. America. Derby or the South yeah, worth a lot of money. Well, a lot of money. Race. Yeah. So he could go to there with it. But I mean, both those were the. You know, I thought that was taking performance that day down here and logician on Wednesday. There's nothing better than a big galloping grey, is there? Stunning sight. Beautiful. Yeah, it was great spectacle. I know that sounds very sort of superficial, but we still get caught up in the romance a little bit, us trainers. I, quite, I certainly do. I quite like that you came home and watched the racing all over again last night, George. Oh God, yeah. Is that what you do from I time watched to the time? cricket and the racing and just we had to touch on the cricket. All of us massive I cricket the, fans. I, wa- I watched the highlights of the cricket last night, it was great, and now we're following it on our phones. It's an absolute desperate shit desperate. Show. <laughs> what has got? What are they this doing? This is the dodgy batting lineup. Both sides are very can't vulnerable. Bat. The top of the order. If the if the openers can't, it's the problem with the openers. What what they always say with one comes two. If yeah. the openers can't flipping, just hold it together for a bit. Poor Roots exposed to the new ball. Yeah, Denny looks like a six. club. Denny looks like a like a sort of a first eleven player. You know, he's lovely through that. Plays one nice cover drive. Boom! Wow, he's a really lovely player, but he's he just hasn't got not quite test quality for you. Not yeah. quite. Yeah, I mean, both both batting orders are so frail, and it looks like the bowlers are you know, every every ball's a wicket ball. I mean, and what interest has Jofra Archer brought to this? How much? How much would you need to go in and face an over of Jofra? Jofra. Oh my god! I'd how love to stand behind the nets and watch. Oh, it. I just wouldn't want to do it. I mean, you'd do, I mean, I faced an over of Matthew Hoggard on my stag too, and that <laughs> and, broke your hand. And he's quite fat. And there's but on a lot of ways. <laughs> Did it feel fast? And that felt quick enough. <laughs> Joffre Archer pinging down at 96 miles an hour at your head. Was that one of the best bits of cricket that we've seen in a long time? That, I was, that, it was so just that, that, that spell when he came on. Smith. And they were all saying, oh, he's changed the whole... Well, he hasn't changed anything because we're crap still. Um, <laughs> yeah, but but he, he, it was amazing. He got 100 in, the, in his warm-up game for, this, for, for the first test. He can actually bat a little bit. You need to today at this rate. Yeah. It's a shame because I really thought we were going to dig in under a, like a sort of pretty straightforward pitch. I mean, yesterday was a horrible day for batting. It, it was humid. Australia probably did all right. Yeah, blue sky today. You were thinking, Imagine. here's the day we make 350, stick yeah. the pressure, and then 1-1 going into the fourth test. As it is, it looks like the ashes are gone, boys. I mean, that was um, the actual highlight of yesterday was being able to sit in the car for three hours and watch the cricket. Well, I listened to Joffrey Archer's amazing spell in the, on the car on the way home from Deauville. Yeah. It was great on the... On the um, Red wine sort of seeping out of every pore window down yeah cheer us up then we're on to our um our charity bet guys those uh friend our friends at fitstairs where are we going with our hundred quid and no pressure because we've already landed one what we need to follow that up how are we seeing it well i i was hoping that charlie would come up with come up with something but it's been left to me again i'm going to sidestep this one i'm going to leave this to george because i think his <laughs> his two chances are so we can either go for strong power or narak um I think we've got to try and land the odds and we'll go for strong power. He's going to be a short price. I've bottled it. I should <sighs> go for narrow. They're two horrible tracks. Sutherland Catterick. Catterick. 
I really, I mean, if if you could give me a list, if I could write a list of where I'd like to run my horses and there's however many tracks there were, I can tell you that Southall, Catterick, and where else? Somewhere like Beverly would probably be the last three on my list. I can't. <laughs> so I apologies if you're running. I must it. find something to run at Beverly. Yeah, apologies if you're representatives of those tracks. No, but they're horrible just... tracks. I mean, you might as well just get rid of them and put in nice big flat galloping tracks. It'd be much better. <laughs> just say what you think next time, please, Subtle, Charlie, can you? Strong power. I've bored on about him. He's well above average this horse. He's going for a novice, and then he's going on to the sales race or a listed race, all being well. The charity bet is strong power at Subtle. So there we have it, episode 12 of George and Charlie off the bridle in partnership with Fitstairs is just about done. We'll reconvene in a couple of weeks. We look forward to seeing you all then. Goodbye. Goodbye.